0: We were connected uh, thanks to the great folks at hop water which you also have one of as well uh, how did you first learn about this great brand which i've had a lot of cans of
1: i've actually uh i, I learned about it through believe it or not through um amazon really I had no clue I had, I had no clue who they were what what the deal was but uh was camp was like hey i was getting prepared for a fight you know so i was like I, I wanted to be able to relax. It was during football season as well. I want to watch the Saints. <laughs> want to be able to drink a beer. No calories. I want to get slammed. What can I do? Found, found hop water. I, I actually went through a couple different companies before I settled with hop water. Hop water.
0: Wow. Do you have a, a, a favor of the hop water flavors?
1: Mango for sure. Hands down. So...
0: Is this the kind of deal where you invest in the company, or you're a spokesperson, or both?
1: Both. It's it's a it's a deal where I, I found something that I I actually use, so it makes sense to talk about, and uh, something that I enjoy. So so it's e- it's easy to talk about. It's easy to support. It's easy to take pictures and you know do stuff like that. Pretty much all my endorsements. My my main endorsements are pretty organic like that like Samsung, I've been I've been a Samsung user forever. You know I have Samsung stuff laying around all the time. Uh, I have their phone, their computers, and things like that. So it makes sense to 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 endorse that type of stuff. Um, like a, a Celsius, the energy drinks, I, I was I was drinking Celsius with my wife, and and I was, you know. B- before they were cool, before they went public and and started trading and, and things like that. So it makes sense. It's easy to use those type of products. And the same thing here with hop water. Like I'm, I'm, I was drinking hop water and, uh, trying to live a healthier life and, and not get slammed drunk every night. So, so it makes sense.
0: And you can't forget your sauces with the heartbeat hot sauce company, correct?
1: Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, you know, Louisiana through and through hot sauces and, and cooking is, is something I'm very passionate about. And that's something I, I, I enjoyed doing. And uh, during the pandemic, the hot sauce just made sense to, 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 to start.
0: So are you essentially a fighter that became a businessman or a businessman who all along knew that you could raise the capital through the fighting to be a
1: long term entrepreneur? No, I'm, I'm a fighter. First, foremost, uh, who who saw some opportunities, saw some gaps in the market, and and jumped in. You know, uh, like I'm like I'm telling you, being a being a user of these products, um, it just made sense. You know, it it wasn't like a a whole lot of thinking going on when it came to the to 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 jumping on board or, or jumping in bed with these products. These companies, I I, I like the people. They have a good vibe. Um, I used the products, so it just made sense.
0: And as if all that wasn't enough, the Good Fight Foundation also, like you have to have another venture on, on the table. What's going on with that great organization of yours, the Good Fight Foundation?
1: The Good Fight Fanda- Foundation is booming, man. Uh, we're staying busy. We're always planning something, but we just sealed the deal with, uh, with uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and we're going to be um sponsoring their their 5k run here in Lafayette Louisiana for 2022 uh I believe it's going to be September in Sugar Mill Pond so we're excited about that you know um I'm still in touch with 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 kids who've been in that program and and benefiting from that program um I I brought a kid named Peyton Murphy out to to my fight with Conor McGregor in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas and uh I just worked out with him yesterday. I'm still lifting weights and and hanging out. He he's got a it's it's just inspiring to be around those kind of people. Um, he he's the real fighter, you know. I can stop anytime I want. I don't have to do what I'm doing. But he wakes up every day and 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 has to engage in this fight that 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 he's in and and so many others are in. Um, it's just inspiring to see his mindset.
0: Yeah. So we've mentioned a few entrepreneurial things. We mentioned the nonprofit. You're also uh, you also happen to be this world famous fighter and a family man, so not a lot of free time. But when you do have free time, where does it usually go? Any hobbies, or are you you're just on the couch?
1: No, I uh, hang out with my wife and daughter. My free my free time is usually used as uh, a trade partner to other fighters. fights coming up. I find myself pretty busy all the time, man.
0: Right. Well, when you're training, what music do you choose to train to? Because sometimes I hear with MMA fighters, they go for the BPM, the high beats per minute. And other people just kind of want the opposite because they're not paying attention.
1: My go to training music is probably. uh, uh, East Coast hip hop, you know, I really like New York rap. Uh, The lyricist there, J.R. Ryder, Joey Badass, Action Bronson. I mean, the list goes on and on and on um, of, of New York rappers that I enjoy listening to.
0: Hmm. Uh, something I couldn't figure out, the nickname Diamond. I've seen a social media post or two of you doing yoga. Does that mean you've done DDP yoga, Diamond Dallas Pages yoga at some point? <laughs>
1: um, I, I, do, I do try to get uh, into yoga class as much as I can. You know, uh, a long muscle is a strong muscle but I've never done DDP lo- uh, yoga.
0: <laughs> One day there's hope. Uh, another thing that I'm super curious about, and you could just say no or next question, that is stupid. Do you ever look at a betting line or like who's the favorite in a fight that you're in? Does that even come on your periphery ever? Or like, do they keep that information from you all the time?
1: No, I'm a, Oh, uh, uh, now that, sports books are legal in Louisiana. It's even easier, but, uh, I have a deal with my bookie. Um, I'm, I'm a, I bet every week. I bet every week on fights, not only on myself, but also on every fight out there.
0: Wow. Are you a parlay guy or do you go fight to fight?
1: Both, both, you know, I got to, uh, do everything I can to, to put myself in a position to win, man. And uh, I do straight up bets for fights. I do parlays. I'm I'm the crazy guy. I do I do I'll do five parlays, uh, and and hope for the best. <laughs> that is that is so refreshingly honest because
0: other sports, without naming names, are suspending its athletes who who bet. So I Football. guess UFC it's okay.
1: Well, I mean. I guess as long as you're not betting against yourself, right? You're That's supposed to win it. You're, you're, you're supposed to win and fight and, and, and fight hard, but there's fights every weekend, and, and we're so closely uh, in, in bed with these companies, with, with, with these betting companies and, and the UFC's promoting the betting odds as the, as the fighters are walking out. It just makes sense, and it's fun. One other UFC question I
0: have, I was watching 272 when it happened and they dropped your name in there. I'm not going to ask how you feel about that. What I'm curious about is if you at this point in your life have two cell phones, you have the cell phone number that you'll give anyone you're in business with. And, you know, that includes all the people who are going to reach out when you're called out during a, a UFC thing. And then you have your real life cell phone. Like, Are you at the two cell
1: phone level yet? So with the foundation, uh, I, I do have two cell phones, but um, I don't carry carrying them both around all, on me all at all times. Nah, the, the 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 people who have my actual personal cell phone number, when when stuff like that happens with the paper that you like you're talking about, they're not gonna text me or, or call me. They know what's up.
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, to kind of recap and throw a compliment your way, where you're at right now and in- giving back, being a renowned fighter that's very active and at a high level, having these entrepreneurial levels, being the family, man, it sounds like you're living your dream on every level.
1: Yeah, man. Life is great. I, I would have never, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I was, well, I, I was in the UFC 10 years ago, but 10 years ago I, I would have never, uh, envisioned myself here being a father. Um, running businesses uh the foundation it's it's incredible life life is great man i wake up every day so thankful um you know i I practice gratitude and and my my cup is overflowing so i just wake up every day ready to rock and, and and excited about what's next
0: well two quick questions and then you're a free man first one has nothing to do with anything but the first one were you ever a fan of the band van halen
1: Um, not, not crazy big, but I definitely know, I definitely know Van Halen, you know? You hear the songs in the bars and whatnot. And then
0: my last question is besides your next fight, what's something we should be watching on television? Do you have a recommendation for a show that me and my wife should start?
1: Man, uh, catch up on Ozark. Uh, see, I I was a late, I was a late. To the, to the party with uh, Breaking Bad and things like that. Like, the seasons had already been, been laid down, so I, I was able to catch up and, and watch back-to-back. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, Ozark, Breaking Bad, jump on that. Get on Netflix and, and watch those, two. Then hit me up. Well,
0: Hopwater, thank you for setting me up with Mr. Mr. Diamond himself. Thank you for your time and really looking forward to whatever is to come from you, whether it is in an octagon, uh, on my bookie, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> all the greatness there.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Uh, great rest uh, of the day. And, and you have my number, too. So if you have any parlays you think are going to hit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Thanks, Dustin. Take care. Bye, man. <laughs> Bye now.
1: Outrocast.
0: Thank you for doing this. And I'm a longtime listener, as I was telling you before. And I was so surprised to see on that AEW pay-per-view. Was that like a, a surprise thing that happened last minute? Or did you know months in advance you'd be there?
2: Oh, definitely a surprise thing that happened last minute. Uh, I, I, that was my first time like, officially meeting Jade. But uh, I, um, I met her like uh, virtually through uh, my manager, Rick. And uh, he was the one that uh, got me on her record like a couple of months back. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I. But I played on the record like months back for sure.
0: So, yeah. Did you know when you played on that record, like this is going to be the theme song for one of the top people in wrestling? Did you have any idea or is it just do a solo? Here you go.
2: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much both. Pretty much both. Like, uh, like, like. uh I knew about her debut in Elm and, um, and everything, but like the way that they pushed her, like she like she went over quickly. So yeah, like I like 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 after I played on it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a part of history. So for sure, yeah,
0: yeah. She's kind of like the new Goldberg, that undefeated. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So
0: like, yeah, like the beast that can't be stopped. So yeah, most definitely. Uh, we, did anyone ever ask you before to plan a wrestling related theme song? Never before. No, uh, this is my first time for sure. Wow. Okay. Well, hopefully there's more to come. Hopefully you're the new Rick Derringer. But, <laughs> 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 but six six two. Is it six sixty two or six six two? Because everyone says uh, it differently. Uh, just uh six six two. Okay, six six two immediately charted really high. Everyone was happy with the album. Are you already thinking about your next album, or are you the kind of artist that thinks an album has like three four years of life?
2: Pretty much. Uh. Well to be quite honest with you, we were thinking about the next next record. I want to say while, uh, we were doing 662 pretty much. Uh, yeah. So that was a bunch of songs that we recorded on the 62 sessions that didn't get used. So yeah, man. Yeah. Like we we're already planning ahead for
0: the next one for sure. or Does that mean you're the kind of artist that's writing every day? Like when you're sound checking, you're going, this is a new song, potentially? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it happens every day, but there are, but, but but there are those, you know,
2: times when I'm on the road that I mean like, Hey man, that, you know, that sounds good. I want to use that for something. So yeah,
0: you know. A random thing I've wanted to ask you about for a long time that I haven't seen picked up. Are you aware of David Lee Roth covering the song fresh out?
2: <laughs> yeah, actually, um, the, the the morning after it happened when he did that show in Vegas, yeah, someone sent it to me. Yeah, and we all listened to it. Yeah, I, I pretty much enjoy his version of it. It's very, it's very slow, raw, and gritty, for sure.
0: Yeah, so my wife and I saw two shows, back-to-back nights in Vegas, and he did it both nights, so I'm guessing he did it every single Vegas night.
2: Oh, man, well, that's really cool. Hopefully one day I get a chance to meet him <laughs> and tell him I really enjoyed it.
0: Well, obviously anyone who's Excellent, at guitar was in some way an Eddie Van Halen fan, but were you a big Van Halen fan? Oh, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. I was, I was a
2: uh, 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 um, what's the song, um, uh, "Ice Cream Man"? One of those joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was, yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, I was really big into those for sure. Most definitely.
0: "Ice Cream Man" is a song he's actually recorded a few times. Like, there's some extra recordings where he did with Nile Rodgers and Omar mm-hmm. Akeem and. I never heard the original. Have you heard the original version? No, nah, I don't think I don't think
2: I've I think I
0: have, but uh,
2: but uh, I think the version that I've actually uh, listened to was definitely probably the Nile Rodgers version
0: for sure. Now, in your case, who was the guitar god that first got you interested in picking up an instrument? I couldn't figure that out with research.
2: Well, it, it's kind of funny. Um, I'd always had an interest in music since age three, just by watching my family in the church or whatever, but. As mm-hmm. far as like one guy uh, that made me want to play blues, I would say well, it was actually the two. It was actually Muddy Waters and BB King. Uh, Muddy Waters being that my dad showed me like a PBS documentary on him on TV, and I seen you know BB uh, King make a cameo on Sanford and Son. So pretty much <laughs> those were like the two guys that that made me just want to get into blues and play that style for sure.
0: Sanford and Son, is there a better TV theme song ever? Uh, not
2: at all. No, no, uh, not by chance. Not by chance. Uh, Quincy Jones was definitely like, you know, that that, that that's one of his like most, you no know,
0: historical, you know, creations for sure. Yeah. I heard that he was super high and wrote that in five minutes. Did you ever hear that story? That is my first time hearing that. OK, OK. <laughs> well, when you think about Quincy Jones, like Sanford and something, sure. All yeah. the stuff he did, all the stuff with Miles Davis producing beat it and thriller you know has there been a more versatile musician ever man not too many not too many can
2: can can pretty much whole hold up the dead the 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 other guy I would think that that had that same type of versatility with Prince but no not but them the only two that I can think of for
0: sure. <laughs> uh Prince did you have any run-ins with him over the years? Because it seems like anybody that's really good eventually got a nudge of hey Prince wants to meet you
2: nah, I wish man, I really wish man i I still think about that uh to this day uh Prince is actually one of my one of my biggest biggest influences, but sadly he passed away like when I was like seventeen, so I never gotten the chance to like see him live or actually you know get close to it, but uh I was actually fortunate enough like after he passed, I started to meet like a couple of his band members, you know uh. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, uh, Jellybean Johnson from the time and, you know, uh, Michael Bland uh, from uh, from NPG. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, just to me, a piece of him has you know, been wonderful
0: as well, you know. Yeah. Now, he was awesome on every single instrument. If he wanted to pick up the saxophone, he could play the saxophone. Oh, yeah. In, in your case, is there a second instrument that you're at least you're not ashamed to play in public?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, the bass guitar. I I was originally a bass player before I went to guitar uh, bass. Um, I'm pretty good on the drums. I can do a little bit on the drums. I uh, I played upright bass uh, when I was in middle school, so I can do a little bit on that. Uh, yeah, man, even I can even blow harmonica
0: just a little bit,
2: just a little bit, not too much.
0: <laughs> it's sometimes an artistic process we see. Where somebody like on the tenth album goes, you know what? I'm gonna play every instrument on this. I got to do that. Like McCartney just did that again with McCartney Three, where he did all the instruments. Do you think we'll ever see a Kingfish album where it's you on everything?
2: Man, you just gave me that idea. I definitely, I definitely want to try that in the future. Most definitely, I need to.
0: <laughs> and are you because you made six six two with Tom and it was recorded in Nashville? I don't think you're a Nashville guy. Do you have a home recording setup?
2: I do. I do. I have like a little tracking set up at my house. You know, like if someone needs like a quick solo, I know I know where I can just record a solo and send it back. Yeah. But as far as like a big production thing, I don't I don't have that for sure.
0: Are you still based in
2: Mississippi these days? Yeah. 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 I'm still in uh Friarsport, Mississippi. It's like a town on the outskirts of Clarksdale.
0: Wow. Now, Clarksdale, legendary for the blues. Just a coincidence that you're from there, or does the family go back hundreds of years to Clarksville? Actually,
2: uh, actually, just, uh, 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 actually, pretty much just a coincidence. Um, my 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 dad is uh, from where I live now. He's from like the offshoot, the country part of Mississippi, but they just settled in Clarksdale, I want to say like a couple of years into his life. So yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, man. That that's pretty much uh, pretty much the long legacy of the Angels and Clarksdale, I think, so on my side, you know.
0: I can imagine when, when you were a kid, like, nothing was happening around there. It's kind of like you had to make your own entertainment, and now tours come through there, or at least close to there, there's life there. When did you start to notice that you could have That's a career? Honestly,
2: honestly the, the, the whole thing there. about tours coming through there, as far as, like, tourists and everything... It that was more booming back when I was a child because you know it was was more yeah yeah because uh you know all the all the older guys they were still alive you know you know they were you know they were still around and it gave more people more you know more reasons to come to the city they're still kicking and trying to get it moving COVID didn't help you know as well and all the some of the guys are dying off but yeah it's still moving not just not like it was when I was younger
0: well when I was a kid if you wanted to make it in music you had to live in New York, LA, Chicago, London, and now you could be a dude in Mississippi. Right. Did, was there ever a moment where you thought I got to get out of here, move to the big city? Honestly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually wrote a song about it. The song was outside of this town and, 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 and I wasn't like, you know, saying, you know, like leave my hometown, you know, you no, know, you know, behind anything. I just want to you know, know that there was life, you know, you know, that there's life outside. But then again, you know, uh, I hope I can still be inspiration for people that, you know, you know, can, you know, that, you know, you can tell them that you necessarily don't have to leave, you know, you can, you know, you can be there, you can still, you know, uh, achieve your dreams and goals, and maybe you can leave in the long run, but you don't necessarily have to leave right hand in there.
0: So I guess with a career like yours, where you're on the road a ton, you got to see the world and then go, nah, I'm going to stick with Mississippi.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say it was by choice. <laughs> pretty much, uh, pretty much, uh, 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 pretty much by force. Like I can see myself leaving Mississippi. Just, you know, just probably uh, not right now. As soon as everything get more down and I get more stable, of course. Yeah, most definitely.
0: Sure. And uh, one more question uh, at the beginning, when we were talking about AEW and and Jade and all that, when did you become a wrestling fan versus a big music fan?
2: Man, I want to say age, uh, age six because that was a hiatus that, that I took that I really had kind of driven away from music. So yeah, age six, uh, my my first wrestling episode. I watched the episode of SmackDown, and then became hooked from there. Started collecting action figures. I just got back into that. So yeah, man, I'm I'm really yeah really,
0: I've been a wrestling fan since age six for sure. You don't have to name names here, but do you have like a, a text thread with other musicians where, when you're watching Dynamite or Raw or something like that, it's like, did you see this? That like, <laughs> actually, yeah, 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 yeah. I fan? have uh,
2: uh, I have a couple of buddies who are who are just as passionate wrestling fans as I am. Matter of fact, they hit me up. They were watching Revolution the night it happened, so they sent. They was like, dude, you didn't tell us. Blah blah blah. So yeah,
0: yeah, man, we'll and after that, did you find that there was like a big bump of bump in traffic and social media of people going, "Who is that guy?" And they, yeah, yeah, that. man, most definitely.
2: I uh I, I enjoyed this wrestling personality by the name of Jim Cornette, and he has his Culture Cornette group on Facebook. When they found out I was in that group, they made a like, they, it was like they one the guys whose admin was a fan. He made a big post about it. So yeah, it was definitely like a big, a big. Thing of traffic for sure
0: <laughs> i am so glad to hear that you're a member of the cult of cornet yeah. and that you get it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah he's a funny guy i like him i like him <laughs>
0: absolutely so to kind of recap what we're talking about here 662 is the latest album you're working on the next one uh you're on the road now through may is it
2: yeah pretty much yeah 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 we uh we, we just finished up this last leg uh Lauderdale, a bunch of Florida dates, uh, into Alabama, North Carolina, Atlanta. Uh, we had the lovely Miss Reese Palmer on there. She's gonna be joining us for you know some more dates. So, yeah, man, we just uh we're gonna be out here grinding, yeah, to make.
0: Okay, that's a lot going on. And my last question before I let you go is we talked about earlier David Lee Roth covering Fresh Out. What's your second favorite song that David Lee Roth has performed besides Fresh Out? Man. Is it ice cream, man?
2: Probably so. (laughs) Probably the only one.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, I'm a fan. I I got to see you live in Clearwater, Florida, little before the pandemic at a Bloomsday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, Um, at the festival, yeah.
0: Exactly. Hope to see you live in New York in the near future. Hope to uh see whatever there is to come, whether it's a theme song, a new album, whatever it is. Keep up the great work, Kingfish. I
2: appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for the support, man.
0: Be safe. Thank you.
3: Outro cast.
0: How is your day going aside from having to talk to
3: media? Oh, it's going, it's going great. And and I'm and I'm I'm thrilled to be speaking with you today. It is my pleasure. It is always a pleasure to
0: connect with you because I was thinking about it the other day. The first time I saw you was your television debut on Jimmy Came Alive and that was over 20 years ago. I mean, did you think back then, hey, I'm still gonna be doing this 20 years from now?
3: Absolutely, yeah. I was. I definitely was hoping to have a a long career doing music for sure. But
0: uh, this new album is self-titled and usually when somebody does a self-titled album, it's a it's a big statement unto itself it's like a rebirth or it's a return to form did you know outright when you're making the album hey this is the self-titled one
3: um no i didn't i didn't really know uh i didn't really know until we started looking at other other title names and it didn't really feel like they encompassed the the real meaning of the record and um yeah, it's sort of what you're what you what you're talking about. And certainly the concept of being home, you know, making the album at home, being home during COVID and all that time felt like uh, a returning to self in a way, family and, um, you know, the, the core things. you know.
0: Well, the first track I heard from the album was "Keeping Keep Coming Back for More. When was that written in the overall process? Sometimes you hear that the single that people talk about was the last thing written for the record that it was a a last minute edition that just happened out of nowhere where was this one written in the mix
3: um we were let's see well i can tell you exactly when it was written because the lyrics are uh, "St. sleep and she was born last friday Mm -hmm. so it's a week after my my daughter was was born on march 20th so it must have been like around march 25th or 7th or something like that and um yeah i don't remember exactly where it was in the process i know it wasn't at the very beginning i and i i don't think it was the very end i don't think it was the very end somewhere probably in the middle but sometimes when the single is the last minute edition that's the product
0: of an a and r person of course going we need a hit that sounds like this but working with 30 tigers you know, you are in the driver's seat. You're controlling your own destiny. I have to imagine that is a refreshing thing for you.
3: Yeah, it's 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 great. It's I mean, after uh, it's been quite a few years now that I've been kind of um, putting out records uh, on my on my label, Fallen Sparks through Thirty Tigers, and but I have a lot of people that I've been working with since back in the in the old days at Epic um so yeah it's it's great it's great to have the control um the creative control um but i've all, i've gotten lots of good feedback over the years even when i was at major labels like for example what you're talking about with is exactly what happened with one day and um really? got, look look at what happened yeah the light album didn't have one day on the initial um album so and literally the r was like we need a hit and and we so we went and wrote that song with bruno mars before he had a record deal
0: the sneezing tins or the sneezing tins was that the name of his group yeah.
3: that's right that's right that's that was his production group outro cast.